Welcome to The Self-Worth Project. Do you struggle with negative self-talk? Or maybe you find yourself settling for less than you deserve in love or money. Or perhaps you struggle with people-pleasing, anxious attachment, or codependency. This is the podcast that will help you fall back in love with you. Let's go. Hello, gorgeous, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today. My name is Jen. I'm a coach and healer. And I'm so glad you are with me today, for real, from the bottom of my heart. Today, we are going to talk about a funny little character of human traits that I'm sure that you can relate to. And that is black and white thinking and the antidote to black and white thinking, which I am going to call gray thinking. Humans are rather dramatic creatures, in case you haven't noticed, and we tend to put things into categories of just being good and just being bad. Because it was just Valentine's Day, I was thinking back, of course, to some previous romantic relationships and thinking about this in particular when it comes to romance. And I'm sure that many of you can relate to this example. I was thinking about how many times in the past I'd be in a relationship and have nothing but the best things to say about my partner. Be like, so in love, they're so great, they're so amazing, everything is so good, I'm so happy. And then something would happen. They would forget to bring the oat milk home from the store or forget to take the garbage out or do something else like, I don't know, stay out for a few hours and not call me or text me or something like that. And I would go almost immediately into the complete opposite place. Like, oh my God, I cannot believe how disrespectful they are. I cannot believe how forgetful. This is so rude. This is so terrible. They're such a terrible person. They're so incompetent, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) I say that laughing now, but of course at the time, this was not a fun mind game to be in. But so many of us are in that. And I'm sharing this vulnerably because I know that I'm not alone. I'm not the only person that thinks like this. I'm sure my previous partners also thought like that. And I'm sure that many of you do as well. It is so funny how our brain is like immediately wants to classify people as immediately as just good or just bad. This is also why it is so difficult for us when, for example, when a politician does something that we're not impressed with, that we have such a cognitive dissonance about it. Like we we have a hard time reconciling the reality of who this person is with what they have done. So we think, oh, this person that created all these policies I liked and did all this good stuff, like, then they went and did this thing in their personal life that I just do not agree with. Like, for example, thinking back to like Clinton era, for example, many people have a hard time swallowing that because if this person did this one thing, made this one mistake, does that discredit everything? And for most of us, we want to let that one mistake discredit absolutely everything about a person. So that creates a very difficult ground for anyone to walk on, right? If someone is either only good or only bad, and when they mess up just one time, they automatically go into that bad category. Then the question becomes like, how many people are left in the good category, (laughs) right? Everyone is going to mess up now and again. Everyone's going to have a bad day and That doesn't mean we have to forgive everybody for everything. Of course, there are definitely things that people do that are not worth forgiving. But so many of us are quick to to jump over that mark. We're so quick to paint the picture. And I'm 
again, including myself in this. We are so quick to discard everything good about this one person because they did one thing we didn't like, or maybe three things that we didn't like. We start to forget what the big picture looks like. And I brought up the example of the romantic relationship, romantic domestic partnerships, I should say specifically, because I think that is such an easy place for us to forget. (laughs) So when you start to move in with a partner, like, of course, you meet this person, you're in love, everything's going great. And it seems like you're spending all this time together anyway. So of course, just moving in together seems like the logical next step, right? Like that's how it happens for most people. But then you get into that place where you're living with this person and the little things that they do start to drive you crazy. Of course, there's a very real element here. If you are a woman like me, uh, there's a very real aspect here that we really are burdened with much more of the housework than we should be. Even when our partner thinks they're being fair, they're really actually dumping stuff on us. And that is an actual real and genuine concern. I'm not discounting that. But we also can get so messed up about such tiny little things, right? Somebody forgot to bring home something from the grocery store. Somebody forgot to do one chore on one day. And we let that color everything else we see in this person. This person is no longer on our team. And again, sometimes when you are being burdened with a lot more of the housework, that person is turning into a burden instead of someone that's on your team, right? Like that can be a very real thing. But it can also just be our brain overreacting, our brain taking you out of the good category and putting you in the bad category. We think that they are already turning against us, so we have to turn against them. Because if they didn't remember to bring the milk home, well, they must not be on my side. And if they're not on my side, then they must be my enemy. And if they're my enemy, then I got to have my guard up. It just creates this cascading effect that drags this one little blip in a relationship into this total chaotic mess. I'm sure that you can relate to this. The funny thing is that our brains do this all the time. And I know the reason why I can explain the reason why. It's because our brain is honestly, it tries to save time. It tries to save time. It does not want to think about the same thing over and over again surprising as that might be to hear it wants to decide on something and take action right so in terms of the relationship it's like okay this is a good person we feel safe here and then it can quickly turn into a place where you are not feeling safe even for a reason that has nothing to do with your actual safety but that's really just your brain trying to protect you right it is scanning the world around you and looking for the problems and trying to protect you from the problems. So trying to get you away from that problem, trying to get you to like, okay, if this person is creating problems, maybe they are the problem. Maybe we should break up. Maybe we should move out, something like that. Our brain just does not take in that nuance sometimes. Even though we work so hard, we were in this relationship for so long, we lived with this person, we dated for a long time before we got to this point. It discounts all of that other good stuff in a moment in a moment all of that goodwill is gone and all it can see in this person is the bad stuff again it's trying to protect us and it's trying to save time and it does that extremely well but sometimes it does that to our own detriment and definitely to the detriment of our relationships 
So I have been noticing myself doing this. Like I still do this, of course. We all do this. And as is with anything in, when it comes to the human brain, the first step of healing this is to notice it, to bring awareness to it. So I am challenging myself to do this. I have been literally working on this here and there for a, a few years now, for sure. But every once in a while, it comes back up again. And it's like, okay, yes, I need to come back to this. I need to work on this again. Because again, my brain is winning. Again, my brain is moving to the binary, good or bad, right? Good or evil, which one are you? And if you're not in the good category, then see you later. So what is the antidote to this other than awareness, other than noticing your thoughts? When you notice your thoughts, like that, that's fine. But I want you to start to create more balance, right? When you see your brain doing that, like, oh my God, this person is so disrespectful. Oh my God, they never think about me. They're always putting themselves first, blah, blah, blah. The drama is going on, right? In your brain. We want to move away from this black and white place, black and white thinking place, good or bad, good or bad, good or bad. We want to come back to a place of gray. <laughs> This is so difficult. It is so against our brain's nature to remember that multiple things can be true. You can be a good person in most categories of your life and still do something really horrendous to somebody. In in that particular example, I'm not telling you you should keep that person around necessarily depending on what happened, but I'm just saying like people are capable of so much. They are capable of so much good. And also, they're human. They make mistakes. And sometimes they even do really terrible, terrible things. And there is no right or wrong answer. There is definitely not one size fits all answer here, which is again, which is why this is so difficult. But to help to keep you and to keep me on that balanced path, when you are in that place, when you can only see the bad stuff. I want you to do your very, very best to try to see the bigger picture. Again, when it comes to dating, when you were living with somebody that you were in love with or love, presumably there was a whole lot of good stuff that took you up to this point, right? All of that good stuff, all of that trust that you built, all of those good memories, all of that stuff, it's still there. It did not go away when that person forgot to take the garbage out. It did not get erased when they forgot to text you back. It feels like it did in the moment. But these little things that people do are not always a reflection on the bigger picture, right? Your person, most likely, is still this person with a vast amount of goodness in them and a little bit of the bad stuff, just the same way that you are. It's also really funny while we're on this topic that when we see these flaws in someone else, we automatically assume that they are character flaws. So if someone forgot to bring you home the oat milk from the store, oh, that's a sign. They are so forgetful. They are so unthoughtful. They are so selfish. But if we did that, 
what would we be saying? Well, I was really busy at work that day. I was so stressed out. I just wasn't thinking properly. We blame the circumstance. (laughs) We do not take ownership for that thing. And that is exactly the same thing that's happening to them. (laughs) We, on the outside, looking at them, pointing the fingers, trying to make their mistake, in quotes, a character flaw. And they, on the other hand, are saying like, look, I had all these other things happening. I just wasn't thinking about it. It was circumstantial. (laughs) And that's another really important thing to remember when you are in a romantic relationship. But this concept of thinking in gray, thinking about the bigger picture, thinking about all the other pieces of this person in front of you, this is going to help to give you a much more balanced perspective on people. I know that in relationships, we need that perspective sometimes. We need to get out of our own mind and we need to stop buying into this black and white binary. The black and white binary always creates more divisions than we need. It pulls us away from the people that we love the most. And again, remember, even though it feels so real at the time, Remember, it is just your brain playing a trick on you. Your brain is trying to keep you safe and it's trying to do that by identifying a problem that maybe doesn't even really exist. Your brain doesn't like uncertainty. It doesn't like people that it thinks it can't rely on, even though they can probably be relied on most of the time. But to keep you, quote unquote, safe from that, it might be creating more of a mess than is necessary. Thinking gray is not the standard. It is not how your brain operates fresh out of the box. But that's why we're all here. We all got these amazing supercomputers, our brains, that did not come with an instruction manual. And they are probably operating on software that is so outdated. And even worse, we probably have no idea how to work with them to make them operate the best possible way they can. And that is in part why I'm creating this podcast here today to help you gain a little bit more understanding about your own brain and especially about the pieces of your brain that might be making you miserable without you even realizing it. Again, I already mentioned awareness is the first key. Awareness is the first step towards healing. And if you just become aware of the way that your brain is operating in black and white, just start to notice those patterns and just challenge yourself to start thinking more in gray. Embrace the world of gray. It's a lot more difficult out here when things aren't so black and white. You have to talk nuance. You have to listen. You have to keep an eye on the bigger perspective. But in the end, this is the healthy perspective for you and especially for your relationships. So that is it for today's episode, my friends. Thank you so, so much for being here today. If you want to learn more and work with me, I invite you to join my Healed program where I have a ton of amazing workshops for you to help do the deep healing work that you need to create the life of your dreams. This month we are talking all about shame and shame is such a debilitating emotion that every single one of us experiences. And if you don't know how to release your own shame, it is trapping you in one way or another. I guarantee it. So if you want to start to undo some of your shame stories, I invite you to join me in Healed. 
and I'll be so excited to see you over there and to see you back here in next week's episode. So until then, I'm wishing you a beautiful week. <laughs>